Welcome to More Living with Jim Brogan, your source of information for living the best years of your life, your way. For more than a decade, host Jim Brogan and his expert guests have come together each week to share important news and advice that can impact the lives and well-being of those who are retired and those nearing retirement. Learn about issues like health and fitness, financial planning, social security benefits, investment advice, and more. And now, here's the host of More Living, Jim Brogan. Good morning, East Tennessee. Welcome to More Living with Jim Brogan, where it's all about living the best years of your life your way. I hope you're into a great holiday season where the holidays are here and everything that comes with them. We've got traveling for some. Please be careful and protect yourself. Uh, we've got cooking, we've got buying gifts, and of course, spending time with the people that we love. It's just such a fun time. Your holidays may look a bit different this year, and so might your financial situation. Even though it's a busy time of year, when finances can end up taking a back seat to decorating and wrapping presents, I think it is important to take the time to make an end-of-year financial checklist. Check it once, twice, however many times are necessary, and review where 2020 has left you, and just as importantly, forward planning into 2021. So this could include reviewing whatever itemized deductions <coughs> that you plan on claiming if you itemize your taxes. Maybe you need to be bunching your deductions and being smart about how you pay things like property tax and, and buy cars with sales tax deduction and how you do your charitable contributions. And making any financial moves you plan by the end of the year to have them count for the 2020 tax year. Then planning for 2021 contributions beyond year of end of year deadlines. You know, it's just a good time of year to review your finances and plan for the next year and beyond. You know, creating a comprehensive retirement plan starts with knowing where you are now and what you need to do to get where you want to be. I believe very much we invest for outcomes. We invest for targets. And when we do that, we can create a plan that gives you the highest likelihood that will help you re your, reach your outcome, your desired goal. You don't just invest to invest. You invest for specific outcomes. So we'll address and discuss some common retirement concerns today and how to address them. So, you know, I'm going to talk about three major retirement risks that your financial plan should address we're going to talk about what we can learn about the need for retirement income from the COVID-19 pandemic. We're going to talk about how to create a long-term plan to minimize the greatest expense you and I will have in our lifetimes, and it's our income taxes. Overwhelmingly, for most of us, it's our income taxes. And then finally, what are all the elements of a truly comprehensive financial plan? You know, an advisor can help you integrate tax minimization with the rest of your financial plan if they are a complete financial advisor and do forward tax planning. It's important to have a retirement plan that addresses your tax burden, especially if you plan to withdraw from a tax-deferred retirement account like an IRA, a 401k, a 403b, or any kind of other company plan. Um, you'll also want to have a plan in place to see if we, you know, to address if we see more burdensome tax policies. And then what about health care costs? You know, having a plan to 
pay for increasing health care costs in your income plan. You know, uh, feel free to visit us at, at broganfinancial.com. You can sign up for a complimentary financial review. You can also uh, sign up for our complimentary weekly e-newsletter. Uh, you can also call us at 865-862-6800. Let's talk today about three retirement risks that I think you need to be considering. You know, market drops around the time that you retire can have such a significant long-term effect on your wealth. In other words, what if you retire into a bear market, meaning we had a bear market in the first five years of retirement? You know, you don't have any control of that. And see, the reality is that when you retire, you inherit a completely new risk that, you, that really doesn't affect you nearly as much when you're younger and in your working years. And that risk is what we call sequence of return risk. In other words, when are the good years in the market and when are the bad years in the market? It becomes critically important. You know, we know that the market, at least historically, has been the best way to grow your investments long-term to fight inflation. But what does long-term mean? You know, we had a 12-year period from January of 2000 to January of 2012, 12 years, where the total return of the S&P 500 was zero, completely lost earnings. So when we say in the long-term, the markets are the best way to fight inflation, what does that mean? It really means looking out, in my view, 15 to 20 years. Now, I think a, a market investment strategy that's more diversified than just being in the stock market, you know, if you're more diversified, you don't, you know, ideally, if you have a whole lot of stuff in your portfolio that if one thing zigs and other zags, the idea is that if one thing like stocks is way down, hopefully they're not all way down. So you don't lose as much in the bust when we have those bear markets. But then you did, but you know, then then you're not going to make as much in the boom either. It's all about balancing risk and reward. So when you have a more diversified plan, I think long term could be maybe, you know, seven or eight years, in terms of how you look at your market investments. But it's not five years, and really, it should be ten or more years. So what that means is, what happens? If you retire and there's a really bad market in the first five years, or what if there are two bear markets in the first 10 to 12 years, you know, which is what we had when we started this century. We had two bear markets that started less than eight years apart, and that's why that 12-year period saw no return in the stock market, in the U.S. stock market. So withdrawing funds, think about it. When the market is way down and you're withdrawing funds, that could be catastrophic. So you have to have a plan to address that risk. We don't know if the market's going to be bad in the first five years, but we have no control over that. Now, I'm not saying don't have money in the market because, again, long term, that's the best way to fight inflation. And I'll tell you this, interest rates are going to stay low for a while. The Fed has announced that they're going to have a target to keep interest rates near zero for three years over three years when they announce that. Rates are going to stay low for a while. 
So, you, you know, CDs are paying nothing. Individual bonds aren't paying much. So to get long-term growth to fight inflation, you know, inflation's around 2%. You know, you need a plan to have some growth. So don't misunderstand me here, but you have to have a plan to protect those investments when the, if the market is down substantially in that first five or six years. Believe it or not, if you live a 30-year retirement, let's say you retire at 65 and you live to 95, 30 years, 80% of your financial outcome over those 30 years, 80% of it is determined in the first 10 years. And over 50% of it is determined in the first five years. In other words, those potential hits to your money in the early years of retirement could be devastating if you don't have a plan to mitigate that risk. Your income plan is a big way to do that. I'm going to talk about that more in in the next segment. Okay? But having a plan to mitigate the impact of market drops in the early years of retirement, that, that may be the number one risk you face today. Now, another risk is people are living longer than they used to. Would you believe a married couple aged 65, according to the the table of actuaries from 2012, a married couple aged 65, the average joint life expectancy, in other words, how many years until both of them are passed away, is 29 years. In other words, one of uh, the average is that one of those spouses will live to 94, and that's just average. And there's a 25% likelihood one of you will live to 98. You know, I have found most people, most people I talk to, most people that come to our classes at at UT and Pellissippi State, they they don't think of those terms. They think late 80s, maybe early 90s, but mid to late 80s. And I think a big reason for that is we use our parents and our families as our gauge. The thing is, you're expected to live longer than your parents lived. And many of you listening had parents live into their 90s. But the bottom line is you're expected to live longer than your parents lived or are living. So longevity risk is really the mother of all risks in retirement. It's why losing a lot of money in the early years could be devastating you know, in a bear market in the first five years because you, you might need that money to last you for so much longer. It also causes inflation to be such a significant risk factor because what are things going to cost in 20 or 25 years? It also makes health care costs a tremendous risk factor. So longevity risk is the mother of all risks. You know, if we knew we were going to die at 77 years old, retirement planning would really not be that, that, that difficult for most people. So we have to have a plan to make sure that we can have dependable income when we're in our 90s or that we can have our investments grow enough to be able to draw stable income when we're in our 90s. And then the third retirement risk that I think everybody needs to address is what is your tax burden going to look like in the future? You know, the national debt is expected to exceed the size of our economy this year. We're actually expected to be at about 125% debt to GDP. In other words, you look at how much our our country produces in output, gross domestic product, our debt is going to be around 125% of that number. Now, it's never been that high. It got to 121% after World War II. But it came right back down in 1947-48. We had some of the biggest surpluses on record 
in United States history, I think they were actually the two biggest surpluses. None of that's projected the next few years. Our government is likely to continue to provide more stimulus to get us through this pandemic, which means more debt. The Tax Cuts and Jobs Act is already set to expire at the end of 2025, and a change in in Washington could mean it expires sooner and there could be other tax increases. So I think today's retirees risk a very high tax burden in the future, and you need to have a plan to minimize taxes in the retirement phase of your life. So those are the three big risks that I would mention that you've got to have a plan to address. Number one, big market drops in those first four, five, six years of retirement. What if you retire into a bear market in the early years of retirement? Number two, longevity risk. People are living longer and longer lives, so you need your money to last a lot longer. And then number three, what are income taxes going to look like in the future, and how can you have a plan to mitigate those income taxes? Now, if you're concerned about market volatility and about running out of money in retirement, call us for a no-risk, no-cost risk assessment meeting. You know, in retirement, you have to transition from an accumulating wealth to spending down and withdrawing wealth over the course of the rest of your life. And that means shifting from a growth mindset to more of a distribution mindset and knowing your risk tolerance and how to generate income that can mitigate the impact of market volatility becomes critically important. And these are not easy decisions, especially when you consider market volatility, increasing life spans, potential for increasing income taxes, and low interest rates. You know, figuring all of this out on your own can be very stressful, especially when your life savings and future financial well-being are on the line. And that's where we can come in You know, we're here to help you find the right investment plan and and income and financial plan that works for you, your lifestyle, and the goals you have for your family. So, you know, we work with a lot of people. Um, I get asked, Jim, do I have enough money to work with you? You know, most of the people that come into our office are around seven dollars to $800,000 or more of investment assets. However, uh, we work with a lot of people, and if you need our help and you're approaching retirement or in retirement, we'd love to talk to you. Uh, feel free to give us a call for a no-cost risk assessment, 865-862-6800, or you can visit us online at broganfinancial.com. Take the first step in controlling your wealth by scheduling your complimentary meeting. We can do it by Zoom or on the phone, or you can come in the office we have. We are covering COVID-19 protocol, masks, and cleanliness all the way around. Now, when we come back, what can we learn about the need for retirement income from the COVID-19 pandemic? Don't go away as you're listening to More Living with Jim Brogan right here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Beginning to look a lot like Christmas Everywhere you go 
listening to More Living with Jim Brogan. During the week, Jim is a financial advisor, an author and speaker with an MBA from the University of Tennessee who specializes in helping people in or near retirement plan for the next phase of their lives. You can reach Brogan Financial during the week at 865-862-6800 or on the web at broganfinancial.com. And now, here's Senior Market Advisor Magazine's 2011 National Advisor of the Year and host of More Living, Jim Brogan. Thanks for tuning in this morning as you're listening to More Living here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. I'm your host, Jim Brogan. And, you know, if you have questions about your financial future, you're worried about running out of money in retirement, are you concerned about where our country and the economy are headed and you want to prepare adequately, you can call us, 865-862-6800, or visit us online at broganfinancial.com. We do have our upcoming classes uh, in the spring. My next class is the class at the University of Tennessee Financial Survival for Retirement. It's two two two-hour sessions, Thursdays, January the 28th and February 4th. It is open for registration. You can find our entire class schedule at broganfinancial.com. Click on classes. For the University of Tennessee, you can go to Financial Survival for Retirement. That's the name of the class. Financialsurvivalforretirement.com, and you can click to register. Now, let's discuss income planning. You know, the pandemic has resulted in closed businesses, personal financial disasters. We can learn lessons about having enough money to rely on in retirement, and even when you're not retired. You know, if you're 10 years from retirement, there are lessons you can learn uh, from what we've, from the pandemic. And, And then, you know, while maximizing your Social Security benefit is important, it's likely not enough to get you through retirement. You know, most people need more income than just Social Security. So, you know, let's dive in. Ultimately, you start with, will you have enough available income to carry you through an emergency in retirement? You know, many Americans found themselves strapped for cash during the coronavirus pandemic. And so consider your emergency fund. Is it sufficient, especially when you will no longer work? And how will a low, low, excuse me, a low interest rate environment for the long term impact the longevity of your money? You know, how would your retirement plan change if you were forced to sell investments during a down market? And that's what you don't want to do. You ever don't ever want to sell investments and spend that money when the market is significantly down because you'll compound your losses. It'll never come back because you've spent it. You know, uh, it's okay to sell at something when it's down and reinvest, but you never want to sell and spend the money. So let's talk about the emergency fund first. You know, when we're in our working years, we think of, you know, six months expenses. You know, what are your monthly expenses? Look at about six months. Some people like to do 12, but six months is a great, you need at least three. Now, when you're in retirement, I don't think about it that way because you're not, you know, the idea behind six months expenses in an emergency fund is to protect you if you like lose a job or something. Well, in retirement, you don't have earned income anymore. You're getting, you're, you're needing to depend on a fixed income, which is some combination of Social Security and pension, and if you have real estate, rentals, uh, and then also drawing from your investment assets. 
you know, spitting off income, however you structure your investments for that. So in retirement, I like to think of how much of your total net investment worth, don't count your real estate in that number, your liquid, your net investments, how much of that is in the bank, making almost nothing. And that's how I like to think about it. Because in an ideal world, you you know, a good starting point for that discussion, in my view, is five to ten percent. You know, if you get more than ten percent, then it could be damaging to your overall portfolio because you're going to get eaten alive with inflation. Now, don't get me wrong, it's okay to have more than 10% in cash in the short term if you're if you're going to be buying something or putting a down payment on a on a house or building or something like that. But you don't want a long-term plan where you've got more than 10% of your money in cash. Um, five, you know, for someone that has a very high net investment worth, you know, if your investments are 4 or 5 million dollars, you know, two, two, excuse me, five percent may may be more than you really need, but I'm okay with five percent because what that means is you don't have a lot of your money sitting at the bank not making anything. But here's what's important: it's not ever going to be down, and if you need that cash for a large purchase or for emergencies or for unexpected things, you've got plenty of money that you can pull from without touching your investments at the wrong time, like. What if the market is sharply down? Or what if you have a three-year CD and you don't want to pay a penalty? You know, or cash a bond in early. Those kind of things. So I call it rainy day money. You've got money you can get to on a rainy day for any reason. You know, ideally you don't have to pay tax. Ideally it would be money that's not in an IRA or 401k. But that's critically important that we can learn from the pandemic. Now, for you younger folks that are still not retired or not close to retirement, I think you need to get at least three months of expenses, and it'd be great to have six. Now, then another thing to look at with your income plan is, you know, you don't want to be selling investments when they are sharply down and then spending the money as income. So I talked about that big risk in the early years of retirement in the first segment, if the market is substantially down early on, it can be devastating. So how do you mitigate the impact of a bear market in the early years of retirement? And I think it's critical that you have an income plan that provides income in the short term that is not dependent on the stock market. So in other words, you need an income plan today that if that will get you through the, at least the next five years. And ideally, you want to get through the next seven or eight years without depending on your risk investments. And I think that's critically important. And that'll help mitigate some of the risk of retiring in a short, you know, in a bear market. Because you've protected your income in the short term. And now your longer term monies, you can let them, you can leave them alone. I like to call it your leave on money. You're going to leave them alone for growth. You're going to live on those stable holdings, let's call that your live on money. It's not in the stock market. That is so critically important. And then the, the other question I would ask is how far will your Social Security benefit go? You know, Social Security is designed to replace about 40% of your income. But, you know, if you're a high earner, it'd probably replace much less. Or what if you want to maintain your, your complete lifestyle in retirement? 
You know, according to a study, the, the average Social Security benefit has lost about a third of its value in the last 20 years due to inflation, increased food, housing, and health care costs. Because, see, there have been inflation adjustments for Social Security, but they haven't kept up with increasing food costs, housing costs, and health care costs. So it's been reduced by about a third over the last 20 years. So how are you going to replace that income? So the longer you get into retirement, you know, many of you may have a pension that's not going to increase. You know, certainly if you're working out in Oak Ridge at one of the ORNL contractors, you know, those plans, most of them, there's no inflation, cost of living adjustment. Plus Social Security is losing its value. So over time in retirement, you're going to need a plan to increase your incomes primarily from your investment holdings. That means you need long-term growth. So it's a balancing act. You've got to have the right mix of risk versus reward. You know, that's what investing is all about. You've got to, you've got to protect income in the first five to seven years of retirement. You've got to measure risk, and you've got to beware the low interest rate environment. Uh, and, and, and I, you know, really I could have added a fourth huge risk in the first segment, and that is the low interest rate environment. Because traditional alternatives for safe, stable investments are just not very good with interest rates so low. So you've got to have a plan to address all of those things to provide stability of income in the short term and growth of income in the long term to fight these inflationary effects because uh, you're going to have to depend more and more on your own money. Okay? Uh, again, I want to mention that when we talk about all these things in my at the college classes that I teach at the University of Tennessee, Financial Survival for Retirement, our next class there is January the 28th and February 4th. Two successive Thursdays. It's a two-part class. You can attend live in person with COVID-19 protocol, or you can log in via Zoom from your home, whichever you feel is the best combination of safety and learning. We're equipped, and the University of Tennessee is equipped to be able to serve you. You can go to financialsurvivalforretirement.com. That's the name of the class to find out in, more information. Now, I'll be at Pellissippi State Hardin Valley uh, in March, early March. If you want our entire fall uh, spring class schedule, you can go to my website at broganfinancial.com and just click on classes. Now, when we come back, how to create a long-term plan to minimize the number one cost you and I, most of us will ever have in our lifetimes, and it is our income taxes. So stay with us. This is More Living with Jim Brogan. You're listening to News Talk 98.7 WOKI.
weekly radio show, television news appearances, and adult education classes taught at the University of Tennessee and Pellissippi State Community College. Jim taps into his extensive knowledge and experience to address issues important to living your best retirement. Join Jim every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. here on Newstalk 98.7 WOKI and visit him online at broganfinancial.com. And now, here's the host of More Living, Jim Brogan. Thanks to increased government spending during the pandemic, did you know that the national debt is expected to be 125% the size of the entire U.S. economy uh, by the end of this year? And that hasn't happened since World War II. So could this mean tax increases maybe in our future? So thanks for joining us. This is More Living with Jim Brogan. Uh, where it's all about living the best years of your life your way. And you're listening to News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Income taxes overwhelmingly are the largest expense you and I, most of you listening, will ever have in your lifetime. And it, it, it pales in comparison to even your, for most people, your, house, your housing costs and even your health care costs. So how can you take advantage of today's historically low tax rates? And the reality is tax rates today are historically very low. Do you know what our highest income tax rate was, has been in our history? Do you know? Like what's the highest federal income tax rate we've ever had in the United States of America? 94%. Guess when that was? 1946. Right after World War II, right after our economy, our debt had grown to over 120% the size of our economy. Then it, it slowly, as the debt came down, the taxes came down some, and it was 70% was the highest tax bracket. By the way, the highest tax bracket was over 80% for 18 years after World War II. And for most of those years, it was over 90%. Then in the 70s, it was down at 70%. The first six years of the Reagan administration, our highest income tax rate was 50%. And then in 1986, it dropped to 28%. And ever since, the highest income tax rate has been under 40%. So if you look at our entire history since really the Roaring Twenties or the Great Depression, income taxes today are historically very low. And we're, we're facing a massive debt issue. You know, by the end of next year, I don't know where we'll be. We might be at 130, 140% of debt to GDP. And that starts to get very, very dangerous. Okay? So income taxes, in my view, are likely to be much higher in the future. Now, I don't know when that's going to happen. I actually think it's somewhat unlikely to happen in the next two years. So I don't think we need to feel panicked about it. But I think you need a long-term plan to address income taxes. So there are a lot of ways you can do this. First off, there is a sweet spot between retirement age and age 72. You know, 72 is that age that you have to start taking minimum distributions that are taxable from your retirement accounts, IRAs, 401ks, 403bs, and other retirement accounts. And most, if not all, of that money has never been taxed for income tax. So when you start taking it out, and it's going to be about 
just rough figure, about 4% of your retirement accounts. So if you have a million-dollar IRA, you're going to have to take out 40000 a year and be taxed on it, and it's going to increase over time. The percentage gets just a little bit higher every year. So you've got this sweet spot, though, for a lot of people between retirement when they no longer have earned income and age 72 when they are forced to take tax, taxable distributions from retirement accounts. And this is an opportunity for a lot of people to really make hay. Uh, for one, um, you might could realize capital gains in a 0% tax bracket. Many people are not aware there is a 0% tax bracket in our Internal Revenue Code, and it's for long-term capital gains. And for a married couple filing jointly, it's up to about $80,000 of income. Any portion of that that's long-term taxable gains is zero. And for a single person, it's up to 40000 Okay. Now, long-term gains are, ca- are taxed last, so if income is $130,000, you are not going to get that treatment on capital gains because it's taxed last. But if you are under one hundred eighty, excuse me, if you are under eighty thousand, and part of that is taxable gain is long-term gains, you get zero percent tax treatment. But you know, even if your t- taxable income is up at one hundred twenty, one hundred fifty, two hundred thousand. Long-term capital gains are still only 15%, whhereas ordinary income is 22 or 24% in those ranges. So, you know, many people aren't structured in their investments to take advantage of long-term capital gains. Long-term capital gains is one of the greatest things the IRS has ever given us. Do you have an investment plan and a tax plan to take advantage of long-term capital gains tax rates? You know, a lot of times, I had somebody come in my office a couple of weeks ago, and they had large amount of investments. They had seven-figure investments inside their retirement accounts, and they had a high six-figure investments, so a little less than a million dollars in non-retirement accounts. But here's the thing. Their non-IRA investments were all in things like CDs and individual bonds, things that do not take advantage of long-term capital gains. And then the monies in their retirement accounts were invested in capital assets like stocks and mutual funds and ETFs, exchange-traded index funds. So those assets that were in the IRA are capital assets that could potentially take advantage of long-term capital gains, but you don't get that tax treatment when you withdraw money from an IRA. Everything's taxed as ordinary income. So what is your asset location? What assets and investments do you have located outside the retirement account versus inside? And can you effectively take advantage of capital gains? You know, if you're a younger investor, you need to be setting a plan for tax diversification. You need to be getting, you know, you hear about investment diversification, but I'm talking about tax diversification where you get some tax savings now. That would be contributions to a 401k or if your employer is making a contribution. But then also, do you have a plan to have tax-free income later, which would be a Roth? And do you have a plan to take advantage of long-term capital gains? So it's just a tremendous opportunity. You know, another thing, I mentioned the Roth conversion. Roth conversion can be a very powerful tax planning tool. If you can do it in a 10 or 12% tax bracket, in the early years of retirement before you're age 72, if you have large retirement accounts, 
might make a lot of sense to do a Roth conversion. Now, there is an upfront tax hit. You have to be able to afford to pay that tax hit. Not everybody can afford to do that, even if you are in a 10 or 12% tax bracket. And that's where doing a structured income plan for the long term is critically important. But Roth conversion may even make sense even if your income is into the 22 or 24% tax bracket. You know, for a married joint filer, the 24% tax bracket goes all the way up over $300,000 of taxable income. Well, that's right now. In 20, when the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act expires in 2025, you're, you know, it's going to be, it could be 33% for some of those same brackets. And, you know, it, and then is it going to even wait until 2025 to expire? Is Congress going to do something earlier? So even at 22 and 24 percent, Roth conversion may make a lot of sense. But at that kind of a tax rate, it really, it really needs careful analysis. Can you afford to do Roth conversion? Meaning you have the money to pay the taxes. You are going to be immediately paying more income tax now, which means you're going to be decreasing your investment base. Can you afford to do that and not bite you in the long term? You know, I mentioned in the, in the first segment that risk of, of having your investment base go down dramatically in the early years of retirement is a dramatic risk. And so you have to carefully evaluate, can you pay those income taxes on a Roth conversion, or what's the amount you can pay and not dramatically impact your long-term success. That needs careful analysis, income projections, risk tolerance, all of those kinds of things. Now, that's what we do at our office, and that's what a comprehensive retirement plan looks like. You know, taxes on your retirement account withdrawals, real estate holdings, social security benefits, and investments, you may be leaving a substantial amount on the table without a comprehensive plan to save income taxes. Do you have a long-term tax minimization strategy, or are you only focused on minimizing your tax burden on a year-to-year -year basis? You know, finding the right strategy to minimize taxes really depends on your goals, in your unique financial situation. You've had a successful career and accumulated a substantial amount of wealth. Now you deserve to have someone help you keep more of what you've saved. So that's what we can help you with. You can give us a call for a free uh, meeting, a free review and consultation. Uh, you can call us at 865-862-6800 or visit us online at broganfinancial.com. We've got a wealth of information there. We would love to serve you. We can do a virtual meeting via video conferencing with Zoom or we can do a phone call or we can have you come into our office. Uh, we, we, we must wear masks in our office and we do uh, follow COVID protocol and wiping everything down. So give us a call. Uh, or visit us online at broganfinancial.com. In our last segment, what, what elements are in a truly comprehensive retirement plan? Very rarely do I have anyone walk in our office that has addressed all of the key five areas of a comprehensive retirement plan. And that's, it, it's not just about how you invest your money and how you pick your Social Security strategy. There are so many more things involved. So that's what we're going to talk about Stay tuned as this is More Living with Jim Brogan right here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Oh, the weather outside is frightful. 
But the fire is so delightful Since we've no place to go Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow It doesn't show signs of stopping And I brought some corn for popping Thank you for listening to more living with jim brogan if you miss any of today's show or want to listen to it again visit broganfinancial.com where you can access the podcast and other educational materials to help you in your journey through retirement and now here's senior market advisor magazine's 2011 national advisor of the year and host of more living jim brogan Welcome back to More Living here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. I hope that you are having a very blessed Christmas season. I'm Jim Brogan. I'm the host. And, uh, you know, we're talking today about a lot of different things. The top three risks retirees face. We've talked about securing income. We've talked about... Uh, tax minimization. If you've missed the program and you are, are part of it and you want to hear more, uh, we'll have it posted on our website. You can as a as a video download, uh, excuse me, an audio download. You can go to my website at broganfinancial.com, click on radio. You can hear all of our recent shows. You can also hear our dollars and cents segment that we do uh, and. Uh, our retirement minute as well. So there's just a wealth of information there. My next class, Financial Survival for Retirement, where I address all of these things I've talked about today, two two-hour sessions at the University of Tennessee through their uh, business community outreach, continuing adult education. It's for people that are retired or getting ready to retire. It's a $59 fee. A married couple is $99. Uh, I do it both live. You can attend live if you'd like to when wear a mask. Uh, we and, and University of Tennessee is following all the proper protocol. Or you can attend via Zoom, uh, vi- vi- vis- virtually, excuse me, uh, whatever's best for you. Go to financialsurvivalforretirement.com for more information. It's on January 28th and February 4th, two-part class. So what what are all the pieces you should have in a comprehensive financial plan, especially as you approach and enter into retirement? Because I very rarely have people that have all these things in place, and if they and even if they do, they're not they're not really connected. It's like they go over here to do their tax preparation. Very few people do tax planning. Most CPAs do tax preparation. They're looking in the rearview mirror every year. They go over here and do their legal planning. They go somewhere else and, and do their investment planning. A lot of people don't even have an income plan. And then what about health care planning? You know, how are you going to address the increasing costs of health care? So those things, all of those things are so critically important. You know, the income plan is maybe just as important as the overall investment plan. How, what is your Social Security strategy going to be? How do spousal benefits affect that? How do potential widow or widower benefits affect your Social Security strategy? And then how do you supplement Social Security income? If you have rental income, how should that play in? Is there any point you want to harvest your rental income? Can you do that in a way that minimizes income taxes when you harvest those investments and then can replace that income that you were drawing from your real estate? All of that stuff goes into an income plan. I've talked. I've kind of started touching there on tax planning, um, which I've talked extensively about in the third meeting, in the third uh, segment today. You know, your investment plan. How long has it been since you rebalanced 
your accounts, and how long has it been since you actually assessed the overall risk in your plan? And is it the right mix of risk and reward? You know, nobody wants to lose money, but we all want to make money. So how do you balance risk and reward? You know, if you have a plan that's going to somewhat minimize how much you lose in the down market by, by being more diversified than just being in the stock market, what is your plan going to be? You know, how much are you going to have to, you know, how much are you not going to make in the booming market? You know, you're going to make less in the boom. So how do you measure all that? And, and, and very, very importantly, traditional bond exposure. These traditional bond funds are very, very dangerous long term. Because we're in such a, a critically interest-low interest rate environment. And when interest rates go up, bond values go down. So you, you face a challenge today that we haven't seen in, in the last 40, 50 years with the low interest rate environment. You have to have a plan to address that. And then there's the health care planning and estate planning, which I didn't have time to get into today. All of those things are in critically important. You need a comprehensive plan to address and help you be successful in retirement. That's what we teach at the, at the class at the University of Tennessee, Financial Survival for Retirement, January 28th and February 4th. It's $59. You can attend virtually via Zoom, or you can come in person. Go to financialsurvivalforretirement.com. Now, next week, we have Brittany Tarwater on from WVLT News. We're going to talk about holiday traditions. You won't want to miss that show. Thank you for tuning in this week. You've been listening to more living here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. The views expressed by Jim Brogan and his guests are not that of Cumulus Media. Any discussion of financial, legal, and tax planning strategies is not intended to be individualized advice and is general in nature. Always consult with your advisor for advice specific to your needs. This program's content does not represent a recommendation of any particular security, strategy, or investment by Jim Brogan or Brogan Financial Incorporated.